got this like little pillow with all the, <laughs> the first stuff behind it. I'm trying to like try to deaden as much of the sound here as possible because I didn't bring the microphone up. So I'm just using these these AirPods. This, this audio is probably gonna sound terrible. So yeah, that's right. It'd be the same as if someone called it. <laughs> I have a I have a little thing. If we get through this quick enough, I have a, a, a maybe an interesting little segment at the end I want to add on where I'll go into DraftKings and we'll build out one of those super long parlays. Like I'll make you have a couple yes. picks. I'll yeah. have a couple picks. Yeah. Uh, and I'll throw like five bucks down and then see what we can we can come up with. Oh, if boy. It hits, it boy. Hits. We can call it, it uh, yeah. because they call them legs. Let's just call it like uh, a leg to stand on. season four episode eight of stats the matter new segment coming your way a leg to stand on listen we're gonna recap nfl week eight russ must have been listening when he heard us talk about him not cooking because he been cooking uh in our cups this week it's an ipa from portland maine shout out battery steel an imperial milk stout for international stout day from north haven connecticut shout out fat orange cat and sky gazer follow us on instagram at stats the matter and on twitter at stats podcast all things beer and sports Find Stats Matter wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, Google, Tim. Let's get into the show. All right, boys. We're going to try to make this one a little bit of a quick one. Sam's uh, on vacation up in uh, the great northern mountains of Maine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll, 207. So we'll, we'll, we'll fire through some of these recaps. I'll try and keep mine uh, to, to a, a couple sentences. We'll let... We'll let uh, Sam pontificate, but yeah, well, as, as he's let's, want let's, to do. <laughs> yeah, let's start off with the with what's in our cups. Um, every time I'm back in Maine, I always like to support the local places. There's something about going to a local packy or a bottle store. Like you just got to do it. Uh, and shout out to Oak Hill down there on Route One of Scarborough, Maine. Found this uh, this beer, Vagabond Dreams, battery steel brewing. Um, it kind of looks like exactly what I think your living room looks like, Tim, with uh, some Art Deco furniture and a cat just chilling. Uh, there, so I guess it used to be called on site number seven. I have known at the check in, so that's good to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's go. I like the vintage it's bowling cold, alley decor. Cold. It is, it is bowling alley decor. It's cold as fuck up here, by the way, and it's like 50. And I'm more like, Ugh, I'm not, I'm not built for this anymore, Tim. 50. What's other boy? That means it was colder down here than it was up there. We, uh, I think we barely crested mid 40s today. It was like Ooh. all of a sudden, too. Brady was like. We, we went out to the bus this morning and there was frost everywhere. And he goes, I don't understand. It's like winter just showed up. I'm like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of how this goes. It's like, yeah, it was, it was 80, 82 degrees here, 85 degrees here on Saturday. And mm-hmm. it was 27 degrees this morning when we woke up. A 60 degree swing in the matter of like three days. It's, it's insane. Well, overnight, it's been like 30 something here. It's been like 40 during the day, so... Get the sun out makes it feel better. Uh, Vagabond Dreamer, very good. Nice. Like, you know, sometimes when people talk about how they have citrusy notes in their beers, you're just like, yeah. oh, you have no idea what, what you're talking about here. I actually do taste like, it's going to sound weird, but like some ripe melon. Like, you know, like some some honeydew and like some really snappy like cantaloupe that's not ripe yet. I know it sounds super weird to talk about for mm. like a, an IPA, but it's good. It's got a decent body on it. I'm going to go ahead and give this a, uh, give this a four. This is this is definitely very good. Hmm. Uh, all right, I have uh, I've done a couple of these variants before. I have Fluffer uh, Three. I don't know if it's coconut or it. The, the can says coconut Fluffer with caramel three. 
Uh, but I'm guessing Floofer, the series, is just the third one they made. I don't know if they do Coconut Floofer. I don't, I don't understand the label here. I don't follow the line enough, but it is one that when I see it, I grab it. This is an Imperial Milk style with toasted coconut and caramel. Uh, this one is a hefty uh, 10% too. It's a collaboration between Fat Orange Cat and Skygazer. Um, if you're not familiar with either one of those, Skygazer is a local one here in Connecticut. Fat Orange Cat... Uh, it's also in Connecticut, but had a little bit of a bigger uh, presence. A lot of people had, uh, a lot of folks had some of the variants that they um, put out for a little while. Um, I think there were some like carving issues at one point. No, no, no that's, I think that's Trailblazer. Whoever made Trailblazer. But I thought this was just a yep. delicious sounding beer and it's been cold out. So cheers. Cheers, man. Interesting. So it it's very good. It tastes tastes almost identical to the ones I had before, and I think there was like strawberry or something in the last one. Um, there's no strawberry in this one, but it still has like hints of like sweeter fruit. Um, I would imagine that beer that we made with barreled soles probably would have been somewhat similar to this prior to barrel aging. So if this sucker went in a, a Blanton's barrel and you left it for a year, I would imagine it's probably pretty close to what that flavor would be. It's 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 very very good. It's it doesn't taste like a ten percent beer at all. Um, that caramel comes in kind of nice on the end. I don't know about the the toasted coconut. Every now and again, I was going to take a sip out of the can instead of the glass, but. It tastes a little more like the kind of artificial coconut that like you would get out of a lot of coconut for me is hit or miss. It's either subtle and you, you pick it up a little bit or it's over the top and starts to taste like the smell of suntan lotion. This is kind of a little closer to that, but the, uh, the caramel comes in and the, the coffee from the stout kind of mellows it out a little bit. This is really good. Um, I'm gonna give it a a three nine. Three All right, nine. three nine. Nothing wrong with that. Let's get into some news, Tim. Mm. And a lot that's happened since the last episode. Uh, Josh McDaniels, bah, bah, mm. coaching uh, carousel number two. Not a good stop for you. Um, Raiders have been absolute garbage this year. They've had some. They've had some nice spurts, but uh, not not good, Tom. Not not good. So. McDaniels and the GM both let go. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo benched Aiden O'Connell, their quarterback. Backup going to start. Interim uh, defensive coordinator, I think, is is the coach. or He's a linebacker's coach, something like that. RG3 talking about, you know, Marshawn Lynch should be the, the new head coach. There's a whole bunch of craziness <laughs> going on in Las Vegas right now. I don't I, – I, listen, I'll, I'll say this. I don't feel bad for McDaniels. I do feel bad for the Raiders. And the reason why I feel bad for the Raiders is – they have a decent team. They just can't get all the right pieces together. I don't know if it's the ownership. I don't know if there's bad juju, but you move back and forth. You get into Vegas. You get the stadium. Hypothetically, you have everything going, right? Then you head coach. Out goes Derek Carr. In comes Jimmy G. Can't hit guys open in space. Can't win games. The defense is playing out of their mind. Max Crosby, sack after sack after sack on the field. And the defense can't hold leads because the offense literally does nothing. Um, this is really bad for McDaniels because I just feel like 
he, he has the same coach no matter where he goes. It just, it just doesn't work. Maybe in a previous time, if he had actually, I don't know, taken the Colts job instead of spurned them, um, maybe he would have been better. But Bob McDaniels, I'm over. Yeah, here. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. And that team has been has been tough. I don't know if Garoppolo is playing injured. I know he had back surgery a couple of weeks ago, but you're starting to see a little bit of a trend where he was called a game manager for a long time, not really a, a top tier quarterback. And I'm wondering if you know the game is kind of passing him up a little bit, unfortunately. And I think you know. I, I don't necessarily feel bad for the Raiders themselves. I feel bad for Devontae Adams, who came into this wanting to to play and win and thought they were on a team that was capable of that. Uh, dude, he finished with 11 yards uh, and one reception last weekend. I know... Overthrow, overthrow, overthrow. Yeah, and I know there was some talk uh, you know, in the media the week leading up to that saying you know he was vocal about being uh, upset about his lack of targets and, and whatnot. That is what it is. I mean, Myers was kind of on a little bit of a hot streak, so you're going to go to the guys who are producing. Um, but I think it's just maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe it's time Jimmy G uh, reassumes that backup role and they, they look elsewhere because, unfortunately, this isn't it. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousins tore his uh, Achilles. Yeah. And unlike Aaron Rodgers, he actually successfully walked on it for a little bit before they put him on a cart. Um, you got to feel bad for the Vikings. I, I mean, Kirk, a world beater? No, much better than everyone gives him credit for. Uh, in a perfect world, Kirk, Raiders? I, I know it never happened because culturally it's, it's not a good fit, but it would have been super cool. And then the trade deadline happened. Uh, there were some crazy trades. Tim, do you got any, any of the – what is a trade that you think that happened this year that just was huge impact? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I didn't really follow a lot of the trades. I followed the Pats to see if they were going to make any moves, and they uh, and they didn't. Uh, I actually got cut up watching the NBA trades, so I'm going to defer to you. Listen, I know it was a relatively quiet trade uh, uh, deadline. Uh, I know Chase Young was on the move. That one was that one kind of surprised me a little bit, um, but I you know I know that relationship has been kind of up and down since uh since he first was acquired so i'm gonna throw that one back to you uh and if we want to talk nba trade deadlines which is surprising that because i don't normally follow them <laughs> we can but i think we'll skip it this one go ahead yeah no i see i was getting leonard williams a defensive end a mm -hmm. uh, guy from usc that Pete carroll's been watching for a long time he did two tours in new york one with the giants one with the jets we saved him from doing a tour to new york and going up to buffalo uh, they also reunite with Frank Clark, who was cut from the Broncos. Uh, so Seahawks get some good defensive line help. I, I really appreciate that. So let's let's recap this this week eight man. Start off Pats Dolphins. I did not know why you felt so good about the Pats going to this game. I get it; they beat the Bills, but man, they got they got yeah, codwalled. They did, and I think there's a couple things. I was trying to play the ratio game pretty much because uh, Bill Belichick doesn't often get beat by the same team and the same personnel very often. So I was expecting coming off a little momentum. They looked really good uh, going into that. Um, but I thought maybe they were going to kind of find a way to, to squeak this out. I know, you know, and I, and I, and I said, if this is a game that they lost, I wouldn't be overly surprised um, because it's just such a difficult team to go into. I thought Hill and Waddle were going to be a little bit more banged up. They both played incredibly well. 
they both had over 100 yards for their fifth game, uh, which is insane for a matchup. I don't know how you, you plan around that. You're basically picking a poison. But um, I don't know. I kind of... I kind of overthought this one a little bit. This is uh, the sixth time Belichick has lost to Tua. Uh, I didn't... I mean, that streak is going to come to an end at some point. I thought maybe this was the week coming off of the big week. I thought they were going to... Uh, the Dolphins may come out and perform like the Chiefs did and just uh, put up a goose egg on a team that they should have just demolished, and, and, and they didn't. So, uh, pick with my heart. Unfortunately, uh, Ramsey came out, kind of put the entire game on ice the moment they had some momentum. Um, turnovers continue to be an issue with this team, uh, and I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I know everyone's saying, sit Mac Jones. I still don't think he's the only problem. I think they have bigger problems than that. That offensive line is still hot garbage. Uh, Mac was hitting a couple passes. I thought he should have been able to... Um, make some better plays on but man he is just constantly under duress he's constantly getting hit he's forcing him into making bad decisions uh his receivers uh are uh struggling a little bit even with good throws to constantly and, and regularly make catches but the officiating was just terrible this week and there was uh i think three or four flags that got thrown and then picked up which is bizarre there's a couple of tripping calls that didn't get called against Elliott. Uh, there's a helmet to helmet uh, in the middle of the game that they decided was uh, not going to be. Uh, it's the whole thing was kind of weird. And what wasn't a good look is uh, every time they would cut to the uh, the officiating specialist that they had, you know, on standby. He almost disagreed with every time they picked up the flag. He's like, yeah, I believe that would have been uh, a penalty. Yep, I think that should should have been called. And it was just a, a terrible look. Bill alluded to it a little bit uh, this week during some of his post game. I know he he's generally pretty good at uh, trying to not throw anybody under the bus. Uh, he said, I feel like they're being, I don't know if it was, if it was misquoted. Sound like he said, I think they're being protected just as much as everybody else in the league, but then went on to say <laughs> there were some calls that uh, he thought were missed, but shout out Jim Flood, a uh, guy I work with, him and I were going back and forth, and, and he had some of the same observations that this officiating crew was just terrible, and when you're on a live broadcast and you're cutting to your... Uh, head of officiating or former head of officiating and is disagreeing with every call that they're questioning on the field. It's not a good look for the officiating team that's on the that's on the field. So they probably will not be doing any playoffs, and we don't have to worry about the Pats being in there to to have some of those missed calls. <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, Vikings Packers. I did get this one right. Um, the same game plan that they use against the Niners, just throw it over the defense's head, is what they did here. Okay, three players, almost 100 yards: KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, the rookie, averaging 12, 14, and 11 yards a catch. Longest, 32, 23, 20. Longest passes that they caught. Kirk was cooking until he tore his Achilles. Um, 
and they were going to win this game pretty handily. They were absolutely destroying the Packers. Um, and then, you know, you get to bring that backup QB in and Jaron Hall, he gets a fumble and sets them up deep. And, you know, they walk out of there 24 10, uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do at 4 4 going on the season. I do feel bad for Vikings fans. Uh, Justin Jefferson, do not come back too early because there's a chance this team, now that they traded for Josh Dobbs, who was the, uh, the quarterback that stepped in for, wow, Murray. Murray. Why am I forgetting? <laughs> Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah. He stepped in for Kyler Murray. Um, so he's a new quarterback there. It'll take him a couple weeks to learn the playbook, I think. But uh, the Vikings, they, they, they can right the ship if they, if they keep things going. So I've, I thought it's going to be a two a two team race in the NFC North between the Vikings and the Lions. I'm not. I mean, the Lions are, are running away with it right now, but I think the Vikings could. They could. They could try. Tim, let's get to the only dub. Speak of the Lions that you got this week. Uh, I mean, we won't spend too much time on it. We touched on it a little bit with uh, that that lead in, but uh, this was less the Lions playing well. And more the Raiders playing like absolute dog shit because uh, <laughs> uh, Jared Goff came out, had a decent game, uh, 26-37, 272 yards, only one touchdown, only one interception. This was the uh, Jameer Gibbs show with 153 yards mm-hmm. and 152 yards, a touchdown. Craig Reynolds was also a machine. He had 74 yards on 14 carries. Uh, no touchdowns, but both of those guys were eating up yards like by the double digits. Uh, the longest for Gibbs was uh, 27. Uh, I went up against him this week in fantasy, so um, you know that's not great. But <clears throat> uh, the Lions keep kind of trudging along. They're not always the prettiest games. This one was relatively boring for the most part. Uh, there was a field goal in the first half. Uh, the the uh the first quarter there's one touchdown or two touchdowns for the lions uh one touchdown and then it was ju- i mean it was just slow trotting the entire time uh it looked like a, a defensive slugfest but really it was just uh offensive struggling to really uh hit their stride um just a very, very long game but lines continuing to do well um Jared Goff continuing to uh pick his spots and and call pretty effective games, which I think a lot of people wrote him off over the last two years, but it seems to be back in, uh, you know, vintage Rams, uh, you know, when they made that run. So, good on him. Yeah, don't hate it. Don't hate it. All right, Bears, Chargers. Listen, this was this is 30-13. to 13. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, Austin Eckler, eight targets, seven receptions, 94 yards. Longest of 39, which he took for a touchdown. Uh, if you have Austin Eckler in a PPR league and you were terrified about the first few weeks, like he has his own like fantasy podcast, Tim, in which he, you know, he, he does draft himself in at least one league every year. I feel like this is like really flirting with like the collusion lines here, but it, like he's like, as on his podcast week to week, he's like, I'm feeling good. And then he shows out. He goes, I'm not feeling that good. Doesn't play. But just like a guy. I don't know what you think you're doing here with these betting lines, but uh, Justin Herbert, 31 for 40, 298 yards, three TDs, no picks. Um, that's what you do. You beat up on a bad team. Um, Tyler Badgent, Tyson Badgent, 
25 for 37, 232 yards, two picks. Not good, Bob. Not good. So uh, the Bears did, at the trade deadline, get a defensive end. So hopefully they are thinking that their monsters of the midway can go get some more defensive pressure. I doubt it. We will see what happens. But, uh, but Tim, you got to start picking some of these easy ones, man, because I'm going to start running away with it. I know, but I, I can't. I have uh, too much integrity, which I can't say for everybody. <laughs> Uh, which is why my next one is the the Rams Cowboys. Uh, this one was you know L. Yeah, another L. another L on paper. This is one that should have been a good matchup, and it wasn't. The Rams just their special teams and their offense just completely imploded. Um, this is the the first team that has a the Cowboys were the first team to have a defensive touchdown, a block punt. And a defensive safety in a game since the Dolphins back in like 2017. So uh, this is just a, another example of a team who should have come out and performed at least closely, just completely, completely shit the bed. Um, I don't know. This is, this is another one where I think I overthought it because I even said last week I still think that the Cowboys are one of my favorites for Super Bowl. Um, the Rams haven't really shown any real consistency, so this this is just a dumb pick. I'll be honest. I was I was kind of going for the long shot here, the same way I was going for the Pats to beat Miami. Um, but Dak Prescott continues to come out and deal. Twenty five of thirty one, three hundred four yards, four touchdowns on the day. Did have an interception. Had some pressure quite a bit. Ended up getting sacked three times. So there is still some work on the offensive line side that they need to dial in um could maybe get some quicker releases uh but stafford completed only 13 of his passes for the entire day uh and one of those was you gotta, you gotta wonder if something's up with him too you know yeah he's like a shell of who he was uh coming out of last season or i mean i guess not the not the not last season they weren't spectacular but the the season before that and the start of last season he was a superstar and now he's kind of struggling quite a bit. So I don't know what uh what's going on there. Um it's his twenty seventh pick six of his career. Uh so he's tied with Dan Marino second all time for that um unfortunate statistic. But uh I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on what's what's wrong with his team. The off I mean offensive line I feel like I'm I'm a broken record here, but it seems like across the league teams that are underperforming uh generally seem to be based around their offensive line struggling and it seems to be across the board like cooper cup still hasn't really made his presence um some of that's targeting some of that's not sorry not targeting uh, no one's getting ejected here some of that is the uh his his availability obviously throughout the season but he's not getting a lot of opportunities uh he had uh he was targeted 10 times only had four receptions for 21 yards on the day. So there's some accuracy issues. Maybe there's some rust on his end, but something still seems off. And, and Cup is sort of the, uh, I mean, I, I would in previous years put him up with McCaffrey where he's the, a total game changer. If he's on the field, uh, that is an entirely different looking uh, team. And if they're not on the same page and he's underperforming, they're going to continue to struggle. So uh, Cup's got to get in. Uh, C.D. Lamb, though, went completely bananas, uh, 100 and 
58 yards and two touchdowns. Um, looking at DraftKings early on in the day, I had some uh, touchdown parlay thoughts, and uh, he was one of them I had considered <laughs> for some long odds. Had two touchdowns in the win. It was like plus, it was like plus eighteen hundred or something. I was like, ah, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll take a look at this one and then uh, put my phone down. Never thought to go back and look at it. Uh, but that's one, that's one where you're kind of kicking yourself a little bit. It happens. It happens. <laughs> uh, last game here, Panthers Texas. I actually got this one wrong. I thought that the Texans would win. They did not. They lost on a last second field goal. They had to be kicked. Two times because of penalty. Maybe maybe three times. I, I watched it in the bar, and I was like, this is crazy, man. This is one of the worst games I've ever seen. It was just it was just a slog. It was just a slog. I felt really bad. Um, Adam Thielen, 72 yards. That's the most that either team had receiving for the entire game. The running game wasn't much better. Damian Pierce, 46 yards for the Texans, and Chuba Hubbard, for the Carolina Panthers, 28 yards. When you average under two yards a carry, that's when all the blowhards on social media start going, oh, I could get behind that offensive line. I could pick up two yards. Sit down, Karen. No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) But you are going to lose these kind of games. Uh, It does put the Texans in a a bit of a weird spot because they're trying to catch the the, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars right now, and you don't want to lose to a team that hadn't won a single game this season yet. Mm. Right? You... You were going into the game three and three. You could have come out four and three, and you could have made that team zero and seven. That team is now one and six, and everyone understands now that a one and six team held you to thirteen points, and they beat you on a field goal that they kicked three times. That don't, that's not going to work well for you uh, for opponents in the future. So Texas got to figure some stuff out. That run game is gone. G U N E gone. So this week, Tim, you got one pick. I got two. All time, you got 10, and I have 14. Mm. So if you, you can say call it integrity, call it whatever you want, but like I'm going to pick two that I think are easy, and I'm going to take a swing on one. I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do the rest of the season. I'm not I'm not willing to lose <laughs> by six or seven. All right, this is a four-pack bet or a nice whiskey bet. Like I'm not – I am not losing this season. All right. I am – being very risk averse. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that strategy then. Okay, I'll make my first pick then going into this one. I'm gonna do uh, Chiefs Dolphins. <laughs> uh, this game's over in Germany. It's a 9:30 a.m. game. This is fantastic. I'm gonna be on a flight to Florida, hopefully watching this game. Um, We'll see in flight service. I've never had successful takeoff service in the air and land, so I'll probably be watching a portion of this game, let's be honest. But um, we didn't really talk about it, but the Chiefs put up a, a disastrous game. It's the first game in Patrick Mahomes' career where he had zero touchdowns and he had three turnovers on the day. So, um, yeah, something is definitely. Yeah, I was. Uh, Watching that game was bananas. It also that that game also cost me uh, a fair amount of wins. Uh, <laughs> I had I had a uh, had some you know straight up bets on the game that was just wins and and another one for money lines and whatnot. But I also had him as the last leg in a parlay in which I hit uh, f- all four of the others except for a anytime touchdown. Uh, so <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so I'm a little annoyed, but. 
I think this is going to be more of a showcase for the Dolphins because the Dolphins are just seemingly unstoppable. I mean, the patch the the Pats had it figured out for two quarters of that first of that game, uh, and then you know, obviously halftime adjustments things changed, and they uh, they were able to go in and, and kind of find some pretty glaring holes in the in the defensive side, and then found ways to stop. Uh, the Patriots, I think they're kind of be they're going to be able to kind of to come into this game and do the same thing. Something about the Chiefs this season look vulnerable. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what that is. I can't I can't tell by watching the game if it's it's Mahomes, if it's uh, maybe it's all this Taylor Kelsey distractions. That's what we'll, that's what we'll pin it on. Uh, I don't know who knows, but. Um, I think right now the Dolphins are the team to beat. Um, if if you had to, I would say the Dolphins and the Cowboys are the only two teams I would probably consider as Super Bowl contenders, definitely late playoff contenders. Uh, but until I see otherwise, it's. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Dolphins every time. All right, uh, Raven Seahawks. I actually when we first. Uh, put this rundown together. I, I was going to go Ravens, right? In the trade deadline, Seahawks get some more defensive line help. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, brain-soaked game in Seattle, Lamar Jackson going for it on fourth down. There's that clip. You can find it on the NFL. Um, and it really irritated me, really irritated me. So I thought, hey, they're a 6-2 team. Seahawks are 5-2. and two. Their common opponent, Seattle boat raced. And Baltimore just beat him up and down the field. That was the Detroit Lions. Geno's giving the ball away like two times a game now. So I thought this is going to be a close loss, 24-21. But now, you know, since the trade deadline, I'm saying, you know what? I think they're going to generate a lot more pressure. I think they're going to be able to shut the run game down. Uh, and I think I think they can do this. So I'm going to say Seattle's going to win 24-21. But it is going to be – it's, it's going to be close. <laughs> well, I'm gonna lose lose a lot of a lot of a lot of liquid weight just stressing out. <laughs> um, I'm kind of torn on my next team. Um, I know I said I was gonna do New England each week. Ah, fuck it, we'll do New England. Uh, New England Commanders. Um. This one I think is going to be a little tougher than than what you would think it was at face value. Um, the teams are both pretty bad, and in the areas in which they are bad, they're pretty fucking close. Um, I'm, I'm I'm looking through where they rank season wise, and it's absurd how close they are, except for points scored per game the commanders are 17th <laughs> and new england is 31st so uh with elliot kind of figuring things out unfortunately we just lost born that's news that we also didn't touch they thought it was going to be an mcl which isn't always necessarily uh season ending it's you, you could be out for a couple weeks the acl you're done born done for the season so they lost one of their biggest weapons. So it'll be interesting to see what this team looks like. I can't imagine this is going to be a positive in any capacity. So uh, I am going to say commanders in this one. Um, I think just... Shout out, Nate. 
Yeah, I think just where they match up, um, this this entire situation looks like it's going to lean the commander's way. The Pats are just disastrous. Their defense might keep them in this game. This could be something that separates, like a, a maybe a field goal or maybe a touchdown between the two. But I think we're going to see the same thing where the Pats have some success. They look like they're going to have a chance, and then turnovers are going to continue to uh, just ruin good opportunities for them. So, got to go, Commanders. Oof, as a Page fan. Sure, that's hard for you. Uh, Bills Bengals. You mentioned earlier the 49ers traded for Chase Young. They tried to get some secondary help. I mean, the Bills got Razul Douglas from the Green Bay Packers, who now is going to start this week. DeMar Hamlin is back on the same field in which his heart stopped uh, last year. So that, this is this game is going to be all the fields emotional. But the Bengals feasted again and again and again on the 49ers secondary. They held up, and the Bills don't have the pass rush that the Niners do then or now so i think the bills defensive secondary is a lot better i don't think fucking jamar down there somewhere gonna get you know 150 yards and a touchdown but i do think that this is going to be a decent test for the bengals to see like can they go the rest of the way can they actually make it back to the postseason this is gonna be a slugfest y'all i think since he's gonna rely on the ground game um because that's where they're gonna make you know chunks i think there's gonna be a lot of wheel routes a lot of screen passes. Uh, I think that Bengals ultimately win this game 28-24, uh, and I think it's going to be one of the premier games of the season thus far. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm going to go Buffalo-Cincinnati because okay. I, I'm not <laughs> continuing on this trend of, of super easy picks. Um yeah. As of late, Cincinnati seems to have been starting to figure it out. Uh, at the same time, the Bills seem to be kind of showing some vulnerability. There was a four-game stretch where Allen looked tremendous, uh, and now they're kind of in a in, in, in a little lull again. Um, when I was dealing with a, sh- a shoulder injury. He didn't practice, uh, did not participate. Sorry, in practices some of the some of the week this week. So you wonder if that's going to be potentially an issue. Um, but Buffalo is first in the, uh, is in the top five for most of the areas that count: points scored per game, points allowed per game, um, passing yards per game. The little middle of the pack, Cincinnati. Uh, is not. They definitely tend to, uh, they're leaning more uh, lower, <laughs> middle lower of the pack. Um, but it seems like they're slowly piecing things together. They had a, a great game last week. They had some some stuff to build off from the week before. Uh, they're coming in four and three, so they're only a game behind the Bills. So I think this is going to be one of those close ones. Um, if Allen kind of sli- if that shoulder is an actual problem and he kind of slips back into some of his old habits of turning the ball over, which he's done a lot better this season than he has in previous seasons, uh, I think there's a, a good opportunity for um, for Burrow and the Bengals to pull this one out. So this one might be another one. I'm overthinking it. They on average score ten less points than the Bills do. Uh, every game, so probably not my best pick, but I'm going to go Bengals here and hope that uh, they're, they're hitting their stride. <laughs> and if I lose the pick, then you lose the pick, and it 
is net negative for you. Yeah. Or net positive, actually. Or however that works. I don't know. Math. Okay. Last pick. Eagles, Cowboys. I'm ready to believe that the Cowboys have what it takes. Here's something you may not realize. Okay. Points scored per game. Cowboys are second. Eagles are third at 28.1 and 28.0, respectively. This is going to be a boat race. Whatever team wins this game is dropping 40. You should stay away from either team's defense and fantasy because you are going to get negative points this week. I think Dallas has so much to prove that they need to win this game. Um, they just handled Aaron Donald and the Rams. Now, granted, offensively, the Rams are meh. They didn't really put up a lot. But remember, the Washington Commanders, Nate's Washington Commanders, who have not been great for this of the season, have scored in bunches against them. Sam Howell could throw three touchdowns against this, this defense. They are not as good as everyone thinks. The Eagles will fall, y'all. They will fall this week. Cowboys. That's what I'm picking. You know what? I, I'm, I'm because I'm an idiot. I didn't realize we, you know. And I definitely listen to what you're saying every time we're doing this podcast. I, <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize you had just done Bills Bengals. So I'll throw one quick little, uh, one quick little one out there. Um, I'll go Titans Steelers. The game that's playing right now. Are they on right now? Oh, yeah, yes, they are. It's the Thursday night game. All right. Well, forget it. We'll we'll just roll with it. We'll roll with it and see where we're where we're at. You want me to you want me to flip my pick and take the Bills so that there's actually some <laughs> no. something interesting about it? No, 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 no. Tim, let's let's before we do this little this little leg to stand on. Uh, yeah. Let's get into some rags and roses, man. Okay. This guy, you got to have some rags and some roses. So, what's your rag for the week, man? T- tell me what what is something you just you just hating on right now? James Harden. Oh yeah. A million percent. James Harden uh, was recently traded to the Clippers. Uh, just had his first press conference. All right, so that's already a stacked team he's coming into. Um, he's really maybe second on that roster behind Embiid and maybe... Paul George, Russell yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'd definitely carry Harden up maybe above Westbrook, but they're not that far off. But he came in and during his first press conference said, I'm not a system player. I am a system. And how arrogant are you (laughs) to come off of a trade in which you were just traded away from another team to come in and say, I am the system. Basically, giving the middle finger to everybody who's been there already and has had plenty of success without you. Uh, seems like a pretty bold way to start off your first uh, your your first day on the job. So, um, not a great look. Super arrogant. Very douchebaggy. Uh, so I imagine there's already some animosity building in. I can't even imagine what that group text probably look like. You know, the one that doesn't include him <laughs> between. Yep. Everybody else between Westbrook, Jordan, and B, they're probably like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck?" Who's... I already see the Westbrook face. What? What? <laughs> you know that meme? Yeah, yeah. Not a great look. So uh, a resounding fuck that guy. All right, give us your rose for the week. My rose goes to my current employer, the Walt Disney Company, and their uh, incredibly gracious. Uh, child, family, life, balance, policy. When my daughter was born, my wife had an emergency hysterectomy. Uh, 
which we thought was a possibility, but ultimately ended up becoming reality. And my work was gracious enough to give me family care time to use to help her recover and to make sure the family was all set uh, in the amount of 12 weeks. I only used eight of it. Uh, and on top of that, I also got another allotment of uh, family bonding, they call our child bonding, uh, that I'm now currently getting to use. So as of yesterday, Wednesday, I am now uh, on leave from work, fully paid, fully taken care of until January 14th, which is Golly. amazing. And that's not even all the time they gave me another... 12 weeks for that and unfortunately i mean i had up until she turned a year old to use it i felt like the holidays and, and getting to spend some extra time this this time of year with my family maybe make it up to maine to see some of my extended family or not my extended family my direct family instead of my wife family um so shout out disney really appreciate you guys uh my daughter will you know Never know that this happened, but my, my family does appreciate this. <laughs> no, she will. She will. We'll, we'll put this episode, Stats the Matter, in a little uh, little time vacuum, and she'll listen to it when she's like 20. You right, and me dude. will be so, well, you'll be wicked old. You'll be wicked old by then. Not me. Mm, but, uh, mm, mm. Okay. Oh, wait. Speaking uh, of old, if you want to feel old, I heard this today, and I think I broke a hip the moment I heard it. The movie <laughs> Elf is 20 years old this year. Oh, what? <laughs> 20 years old. Elf. Yep. It's going to be back in theaters November 17th to celebrate its 20th anniversary. Oh, I got to straighten my back out. I do feel like, I do feel like I'm old all of a sudden. Yeah. That's, oh man, I'm, that, jeez, you almost led me right into a rag, but it's, I got a rag for these post-game interviews, Tim. Yeah. I'm really getting fucking tired of graduate level questions being asked by sideline reporters and grade school answers. Okay. Justin Herbert, perfect example the other night. Hey, you came out. So did I football. You absolutely thumped a terrible team. I can't remember exactly what the sideline reporter said, but she asked about, what did you see in the third quarter when this thing and, and the tone changed and all the game? And he goes, yeah, you know, just guys make a place. Just, just guys make a place. You know, we, we knew we need to win this game. We had to go 1-0 every week. And, and, and that's what we did. And, and defense did good. And special teams did their thing. And you know, I'm just so proud of our team, all three phases. And I just like, stop. She asked <laughs> you a question. And you fucking dodged it. And then I went back and I just started watching all these other press conferences. And I hate to say this out loud, but I appreciate it when Russ would look at someone and answer the question that they asked him. Now he bloviated. He went on for a long fucking time. Um, but they'd say, hey, what did you see to DK on that route? And he'd say, well, I saw DK press up against a guy. And, you know, DK is going to win that route every time. I saw him do a little stutter step on the inside. I just threw it up. I knew DK was going to make a play. That's perfect. However, Russ kept going. Right? But it's just like all these quarterbacks now. Or all these offensive players, when they're asked these graduate-level questions, and just giving grade school responses. I'm tired of it, guys. Do better. Get some media training. At least act like you give a fuck. Or just take the fine and don't do the interview. That's where I'm at. Like There are people who know how to talk about sports, and they're so intelligent. They're trying to get a little bit out of you, and you give them a crumb. I, and I'm over it. I just I can't stand it. I can't. It just irritates me so much. I, I, I could talk for a whole episode about it. Just... Plenty of examples, just bullshit. <laughs> but uh, let me, before my back hurts even more, let me get off my, my soapbox. I got a rose for fall golf. Shout out to Jamie, listener of this podcast. Um, new father, right? And uh, got me into golf. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Tim, fall golf is the best golf. It's the fucking best yep. because 
It's 50, it's 50 degrees. The sun is out. The leaves are changing. You drink a beer. You don't even feel it. And nobody is out there because it's fucking 50 and windy. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. There isn't anything better. Um, I played uh, this weekend. I'm going to play again tomorrow. And it's just chef's kiss, dude. It's the fucking best. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. I don't think there's anything better right now. I mean, I get it. Boys of Fall is synonymous with football. But everyone needs to go out there, especially if you're in Maine right now, and it's already snowed in the northern parts of the state and not the rest of it, and it's, the course is still open. You got to go get another couple of days in before before the, the season ends, man. Because I'm going to play winter golf in Virginia all winter long. Because we don't get snow. Yeah. So. Well, we had winter golf last year because it didn't snow in Connecticut. There were some courses that were opening around, too. Uh, pro tip, Beautiful. though, if you're going to play fall golf, um, for the uninitiated like Sam, uh, don't use your good balls because you will literally lose a golf ball in what oh, yeah. should be plain sight because of the leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I just I just heard that there was some rule. Uh, I have to dig into it and, and get a little bit more understanding of what it is, but there's an actual rule in place that if you lose your ball, there's like a, a, a free drop or something like that. I thought you could, uh, I thought you could take, but, um, I'd have, to, I'd have to check the PGA Instagram page. They, they do a lot of those little reels where they tell you, Hey, this is the rule. Some of them are kind of lame, but, uh, yeah, hey, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, uh, Tim, let's, let's do this new segment here. Leg to stand on. Yeah. Multi parlays. Yeah, so uh, multi-leg parlays are all the rage now. They've been forever, but now with the accessibility for gambling, shout out, Maine gets gambling on Friday via DraftKings and online. Uh, So I thought it'd be a fun little uh, thing if we went through and we made one of these super super leg parlays, you know, little five bucks, something or other, and see what we can build up. So I think what we'll do, uh, we'll make honest efforts out of this. Let's let's take into consideration, you know, stats and all that good stuff. But I'll make a leg. I'll let you pick a leg. I'll make a leg, and you pick a leg, and we'll we'll put something together that goes through. We'll break a leg. That goes between now and next Tuesday. Uh, you know, I'll let you pick your poison. Whether you want it to be uh, NFL, NBA. Uh, oh MLB is over because it's 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 done and over with. But you, I I'm sure you've never done one of these, so I'll help you. I'll help you walk through it. So I'll start. I'm gonna go to the NFL. Um, and let's look at this weekend's game. And <clears throat> I'll start us off with. Uh, I'll start us off with an easy one, and I'll do. Uh, let's see. Hold on. NFL. Okay. I'm going to start with. I'm going to do the. the, the uh, let's do. We're doing anytime touchdown. How's that? Good way to start. All right. All right. And I will pick. Dolphins, and we'll do an easy one. We'll say Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown. Right? All right. Okay. Okay. Let's let's go Seahawks Ravens, and let's go Lamar Jackson 
rushing yards 100 under. Under 100, okay, let's see. Lamar Jackson. All right, so uh, there's a, there's an alternative. Alter uh, huh. So Vegas does not anticipate he will have uh, a lot of yardage on this day. That's right. So, goddamn Seahawks. Goddamn. All right. So the over under is uh, forty three and a half. You want the over or the under? Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think he'll over. get more than 40 yards, but I think I think he'll get less than 100. Okay. So, I will go. You know, let's stick with this game. Let's look at QD scores. And I'm going to do anytime touchdown for Lamar Jackson for this one. Okay. Okay. We're at plus, it's happen. We're at plus 508 right now. And educate us. What does that? What does that mean? So that means that the the likelihood. I mean, the the higher that plus is, uh, the less likely that is to actually happen, right? So if you're trying to make, so when you're looking at odds, anything that's minus is the favorite. Anything that's plus is the uh, is the underdog, right? So okay. on a normal like your the the Lamar Jackson um, yardage line, forty three and a half. Vegas is split. It's minus 125 on both of those. So um, one thing you learn about this is that Vegas is really good at what they do, and they understand uh, what what this means. So basically we're looking at odds, and plus odds uh, are, are not great. That means it's, it's less likely to happen, but the payout is a lot higher. So as you okay. continue to stack okay. on legs of your parlay, that continues to go up and up and up and up. So uh, the ones you see online that are like 10 legs and they're, you know, plus, I don't know, plus 43,000 or something like that. Those are the ones where someone bet 50 bucks and they have $80,000 uh, in return if they, if they hit all those. So. All right. All right. All right next one, we're going to go Chargers at Jets. Uh, okay. Austin Eckler, anytime touchdown. Chargers, Jets, let's see. Chargers, Jets. Okay. Uh, passing, passing. Okay. Wrong one. We're not looking at game props. Oh, TD props. Interesting. Not giving us uh, any time touchdowns. All right. What are the options we get? Uh, passing touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing yards. 
Receptions. Uh, okay, we'll go um, Austin Eckler receptions. Five. Man, Vegas does not like this game. Uh, you want five? Okay. Five. Over four and a half. All right. That jumped us to the plus 1262. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, uh, well, maybe we need to pick one that's it's easy for us, yeah? Uh, no, no, this is good. I mean, this is, this is why you do these things. You want them to, you want them to go up. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'll do one more piece. I'll do, let's see, what do the patch look like? Uh, I'm going to do Elliot touchdown. I feel like this is going to be run. I'm going to do anytime touchdown for Elliot because I feel like this is going to be run heavy game without Bourne. And Got it. Elliot's kind of been figuring this out. So, okay. Uh, give me one more. Let's go. Uh, Bucks Texans, and okay. let's go. Uh, can we CJ Stroud anytime touchdown? Is that a thing? CJ Stroud, I think so. Yes, let's go CJ Stroud rushing touchdown. Or what? Well, it, it doesn't matter. Any this is anytime. Okay. All right. Anytime. Okay. What are you thinking about? Right. How, how are we thinking about Joe Burrow with two plus touchdowns? Uh, yeah, the Bills. I so. yeah. He's Joe Burrow over one and a half. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> to recap, we got a Tyreek Hill anytime. Yeah. We got uh, Lamar Jackson uh, over 43 and a half yards. We got an anytime touchdown for Lamar. Uh, receptions, we have uh, over four and a half. So that's for, for the uninitiated, that's five or more. They do the half point so it doesn't end even. So uh, yeah. you obviously can't get half a catch in football. So that's their way of saying you're either going to get four or more. So, um, right. Anytime for Elliot, anytime for Stroud, and then we have two touchdowns from Joe Burrow. So that gives us, uh, if we do a quick little $10 bet, <clears throat> we nail all these. So right now we're at plus 44,872. <laughs> Uh, 10 bucks is going to give us uh, $4,497.29. Would be absolutely incredible if it happens, but I doubt it. So go ahead and do this. <clears throat> if it happens, Sam, let's put it right down the middle. Yes, let's do it. I'll be, I'll be Venmoing you. <laughs> There it is. It's in. Screenshots in. I'll send you uh send you screenshots. So uh, I like this. We'll we'll do this. So this is 
this is where you see people turning like stupid picks into to big money right there's there's a bunch of different ways to do this uh sometimes you can i mean it's not the smartest way to do it but it is what it is so uh fingers crossed boys i'll be in florida i'll be watching very closely now um i've had some (laughs) success with these uh but normally when you do them you're doing uh smaller money so (laughs) yeah hey it's all good uh thanks everyone for for continuing to support the stats matter podcast really appreciate it we're um, we're halfway through the nfl season after the end of this week so this is we're moving right along moving right along and fall golf is almost over so bummer right well uh next week might be iffy for us we may not get a week nine in sam if you want to do another uh uh joe fan episode i mean all for it i will be in florida for my vacation for this first stretch doing a guy's trip so i'm gonna be hitting up that bingo card down in tampa uh i'm telling you the ipas are pretty good we'll be doing check lager is pretty good yeah we'll be doing a little uh little casino stop some golf some disney maybe some universal uh just a good little wholesome guy's trip um so i will be out of touch next week um we'll let you know i mean we'll try and get one up uh otherwise we will see you guys week 10 week 10 let's go all right boys peace peace